0: Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to Emojo's latest series, Community Voice. Today's show is co-hosted by me, Fatima Al sayed and Radali. Community Voice talk show incorporates the true essence of Emojo, which means unity. With so many successful and inspiring youth movements and leaders around us, we will be learning their stories, struggles, and ideas to reimagine our daily lives and goals.
1: Today we invite brothers Ali and Muntazir from Who is Hussein? Who is Hussein's vision is a society inspired by Hussein, leading with the values Hussein stood for—those of compassion, justice, and dignity. Their purpose is to build compassionate communities inspired by the moral values of Hussein. We achieve this through meaningful local actions and initiatives, coupled coupled with informative co- content.
0: Assalamu alaikum, brother assalamu alaikum, brother Ali. Hey,
2: Thank you for having us.
0: How are you guys today?
3: Alhamdulillah. How about yourselves?
0: We're doing really well. Um, we're really excited to have you guys um, to really tell us more about, I think, the background of Who is Hussain, um, you know, how it started and everything that went into making it as successful as it is today.
1: Yeah, so just to start off, why don't each of you introduce yourself and kind of your personal journey with Who is Hussein and how you came to be a part of whatever role you're in right now.
2: You want to go first?
3: Uh, No, I'll let age go before beauty. Go for it, Ali. All right.
2: Um, My name is Ali. Uh, I've been part of Huzustan since, I want to say, 2015. I started off as a volunteer on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Shortly after that, I became a team lead for New York City. Um, After about a year or so uh, of being a team lead, I became part of the national uh, North America team. And since January of 2020, I've become the uh, head of North America.
3: Uh, so, my name is Montezer. Um So I've been with the organization um, since 2012, uh, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, so yeah, I've been with them since then, uh, since the beginning. Uh, and now I'm the newly appointed uh, director of the Who is the Foundation. Uh, which is a registered charity in England and Wales. Uh, so essentially, we kind of um, are basically what we call the central team. Uh, so we try and lead on the strategy, direction, uh, and all the rest of it, and the management and coordination with our teams across the world.
0: So when did you actually, like, what did what role did you start with, uh, Brother Montessori? Um,
3: So... Everyone was kind of looking for someone to put their hand up to say that they would kind of uh, answer emails from people who want to join the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just said, sure, I'll, I'll do that. I don't mind. I thought maybe, you know, like two, three, four people maybe in the UK from different places might just kind of email in. Who knows? You, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and before you know it, there was people from all over the world uh, emailing us in in like 2012, 2013. So mm-hmm. you had people like from Chicago, people from Beirut, wow. people from Tanzania, from like Australia, mm-hmm. um, and it was just like it was really overwhelming. It was like whoa, like how how did this happen? Uh, so that's where I kind of started off um, as what we call the the global uh, team leader, um, and I did that for for quite a few years, for about six years uh, until we got to a point where, alhamdulillah, we had like. We had like 40, 50 teams um, and I was kind of spending like my, uh, my school holidays literally just ringing up people every single day um, just to kind of like talk to them and be like, so what's, who are you? You know, what team are you part of? You know, how mm-hmm. do we help you? Um, and it got to a point where it was just like I, I couldn't really do it anymore. Um, so I was blessed to have like people come in as continental team leaders. So like Ali uh, being head of uh, the North America and then someone being head of Africa and Europe and Asia and Oceania and so on and so forth. So I had people to help me and support me like that. Uh, and that's been kind of going for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently, we kind of, uh, I, ironically, during kind of lockdown, uh, as it started, we were kind of thinking to ourselves, we really, really want to expand. Um, having 60 teams around the world, uh, we can do so much. There's so much still to be done. There's, you know, like 7 billion people pretty much. Who need to know about this great man um and we need to start somewhere and so we said let's really uh let's take up the responsibility uh let's get a ceo in um and god blessed me with that opportunity since like october 2020 so that's what i've been doing since then
0: um that's incredible uh, you've been at this right from the beginning we're gonna actually get into that story a bit later in the show um, but Annie you started as a volunteer and then moved your way into team lead. So how was that process and experience like for you? Oh, I think you're muted.
2: There we go, there sorry. Go. Um, I think uh, a couple of years before I even became a volunteer, I had seen who's the and I wasn't sure how to get involved. I didn't know much about the organization, but I had seen that they were doing some work. So when I did get the opportunity to go be and volunteer, I was ecstatic to just be a part of something so grand, and you know to serve uh, Sanipedia and his cause. So I got involved um, literally from I think my very first uh, event. I was uh, taking off the uh, the strip that goes around the water bottles and putting on Who's a San strips on there, and then we went out and passed those out. So I was just happy and, you know, just very, uh, I guess, lucky to be chosen to be a part of it. Um, so that, that's basically the beginning of my story.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I you can go with the next question.
1: Oh, yeah. And then also, if you could tell us a little bit more about how you guys um, decide what certain what like projects and initiatives you do for who's the same because i've seen so many from like a backpack drive to a blood donation drive so how do you decide what each local community needs and how do you carry it all out on such a big scale
3: um so i'll i can give you like a, a high level answer and ali can kind of give you a lot more details because he he works with the team so much more directly now um, just in terms of like the example you gave for the backpack, um, it's a really nice memory that actually, um, I guess, uh, Ali and I share, and that's kind of where the bond between us two started. So it was quite a few years ago, back in 2016, I think it was when we had a conference in North America and, uh, the Chicago team back then, actually, they came up with this idea to do the backpack drives because they said they realized that actually their local communities, that's where. The struggle lies. That's where the problem is. Um, And it's mainly in terms of kind of impoverished areas, areas that have got, uh, you know, poverty uh, or uh, under the line of poverty, um, parents and families. um, And they need to kind of like assess that. And really, it's our teams that come up with these ideas. But I remember with this particular one, they said, hey, how about we do a backpack drive? Uh, And at at that time, we were kind of like, yeah, I mean, that, you know, it sounds like a cool idea. And that was five years ago. Um, and that's where actually I met um, Ali because he was the, the New York uh, team leader. And I remember afterwards, uh, after that first day, we went for uh, we went to a, a, a cafe and we kind of chilled out there. And I remember thinking to myself, this guy really speaks a lot of sense. He's got a lot of kind of strategy in his mind. And that's where we thought, you know, we've got to get him on board. So I think mainly it's the, the teams on the ground. They go and assess. They know what is needed on a local level, which is which is really the beauty of it. We're working on a global level. We're thinking globally in terms of like what we want to do. But then when it comes to execution um, of what needs to be done, that comes down to our local teams. I don't know if Ali wants to, to, yeah. to
2: add anything
0: yeah. to that. Go for
2: it. Yeah, so locally the way it sort of works out is it's based on whatever community you're in and what that community needs at the time because we want to fulfill that need. Uh, for example, I'm here in Colombia right now and we went to an area where we know they need help with certain things. So we went and we found the leaders in that area and we asked them exactly what it is that they want to do, how they want to help the community mm-hmm. and what it is that we can offer them, uh, whether it's financial, whether it's volunteers, whether it's, uh, you know, clothing or food or what have you. So we kind of keep our uh, pulse in the community to find out exactly exactly. Uh, what it is that's needed. And then we surround our events uh, around that.
0: How can um, new people who are coming in start uh, getting involved at the ground level? So whoever is able to go for that.
2: Go ahead.
3: Okay, so there's a few ways. Um, So I think the best way to get involved, uh, if you go onto the website um, and there is like a section at the top that has get involved, Uh, and it'll have a drop down menu and it will say join one of our teams Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, so if you click to that uh, Mm -hmm. it'll give you a list or kind of like a directory of where we have teams at the moment Um, and if there is someone for example who already has a team so let's say i don't know in um, beirut for example you could always uh, click on that they have a profile page and you can email them uh, and ask to get involved with them or alternatively if you'd like to join and maybe create your own team Uh, there is a facility on that page as well uh, and that will come through to us um, in kind of like a a form that is outputted and our global team leader uh, who is Fatima uh, she will get in contact with that person so anyone who's listening please 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 go onto the website if you think that you can get involved Uh, and if you don't have a chapter in your local area please get involved Uh, we're always looking for new team members to come on board and create new teams like I said We've got seven billion people that need to know about Imam Hussein, uh, mm-hmm. which means we need lots of people to, to make that happen.
2: And I think I uh, just want to pick up on what he's saying. Uh, either go on the website and uh, shoot us an email or you can always, if you know you have a local in that area, you can always go to the Instagram page or even uh, the Facebook page and message them there directly.
1: That sounds so amazing. And then also, kind of with everything that's been happening, um, just another added layer onto that. How have you guys been able to do everything that you do with COVID? And has there been any new sort of developments with that? And how people can get involved?
2: Well, with COVID, uh, initially, we. You want to
3: go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it.
2: Sure. So initially, we weren't sure exactly what we were getting ourselves into with COVID. So we sort of paused for little bit just to kind of uh, gather some information and understand what's going on because we don't obviously want to put our volunteers at risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we understood what was uh, going on, then the volunteers didn't even want to sit still. They wanted to go out and do things. So they, uh, once we knew what it was, then obviously we took the precautions as far as uh, gloves, as far as mask and sanitation and everything. Um, and then now it's sort of Pretty much back to normal. Obviously, taking in uh, taking into consideration that you that we uh, make sure that they do the uh, precautions for COVID.
0: And then, Brother Munster, if you want to add anything to that.
3: Um, so I think looking at it from like a, a global perspective, um, mm-hmm. everywhere is different. So London was and is at the moment, unfortunately, back in like serious lockdown. Uh, places like New Zealand have been really kind of more fortunate because they've dealt with it really, really well. Um, And we've got a team in New Zealand who have been able to do much more, if you want to call it regular events. Mm
1: -hmm. There
3: are other places where our teams have just, I mean, I'm I'm speechless to think about the things that they've done. Um, A really good example is our team in Pakistan who literally um, got, you know, kind of kitted up in like the, the forensics kind of like wear with like full PPE. And they were actually out sanitizing streets, so they were sanitizing with like, kind of like sprays and stuff like that, um, which was kind of like you know, above and beyond things that people people can do. Um, and that's for our teams around the world. You know, wherever there is a need, they have stepped up. Um, we usually do like um, maybe a, a couple of hundred events in a year. I, sh- I just can't believe that our teams did even more events in 2020, considering that COVID had hit. Um, And we had a 40 Neighbors campaign uh, that was kind of addressing COVID. And some of the figures uh, that are online um, were were just incredible. Uh, Mm -hmm. And our teams are just absolute soldiers. Really, they are uh, both the the sisters and the brothers. Um, They're just unbelievably amazing.
0: And this organization is a, human, a humanitarian um, campaign. It's a humanitarian cause. So it would make sense that in 2020, you know, we'd have more, uh, you know, help and aid towards humanity. Um, let's go back all the way to the beginning. Um, I think, said you can tell us more about this. How did was um, Hussein really start?
3: Um, I like how you say, how did it... Really start like there's a yeah. there's a fake story out there that's things, but um, <laughs> so it's kind of like um, it it really is it's a blessing. I think the entire story from 2012 till now is just it really is it's just a it's it's a blessing. Um, so one of the brothers uh, here in London, he kind of listened to uh, a lecturer or a majlis online, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he was really really pumped up, and he kind of gave a call at like a ridiculous time in the morning. I think it was like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. and said, guys. How is it possible that there's no like website out there that just tells the world about Imam Hussein in English? You know, there's lots of um, lots of majalis and stuff like that. And we said, "Yeah, that's a good point actually." He said, "We need to meet." Um, so a few of us kind of met at a friend's house, um, and we call it we called, you know, that the place that we met is called the den um, because back then he was a, a bachelor, uh, and he had a nice area where we could all kind of guys could come and kind of just chill out and stuff like that. So we kind of discussed the idea and we said, maybe we should just pose the question, you know, like, who is Hussein, um, and, and see how that goes. Uh, he then said that I know somebody who kind of does websites and graphic design. Let me give him a call, see if he'd be interested in helping us. So he kind of went out the room and went to speak to this guy. Um, and a few minutes later, he came back in. And, you know, th- he's not one of those very kind of uh, animated type. He's a very, very chilled out guy. And he came mm-hmm. back with a really strange look on his face. And we were like, you know, like, well, everything okay? Did he say no? What what happened? And he goes, he said the strangest thing. He said that he has um, owned the domain whoisthesane.org for the last two years, waiting to basically do something about it. Uh, and he goes, and you guys have come and knocked on my door, literally asking, can we do something called who is sane? We didn't even know this guy. Um, and we definitely didn't know that the, the, the domain name was already existent. Uh, and purchased, and I think at that point, at that point, we just knew, you know, what this something about this feels, uh, a blessed. Um, and we just mm-hmm. worked really hard. Um, I think in 2012 when we kicked off in like October, November, um, I remember being um at, at the Sheikh's house. Uh, his son was helping us, and no joke, we were there for like about a month. Every night for 30 nights in a row, we were up till about two, three a.m. Um, you know, just working on content, working on, like, the the website, working on infrastructure, everything. Um, And before you know it, you know, we just, well, like, we really, really genuinely, we thought this will kind of, maybe a few people in the UK might kind of just, I don't know, see the website and be like, oh, that's really nice, very good. Well, you know, job well done. And that's probably all that's going to happen. And like I said to you before, you know, suddenly you just, you just get these emails from around the world. And before you know it, you know, You've got teams around the world who, who just want to serve in the name of Imam Hussein, And I, I shouldn't be shocked. I really shouldn't be surprised because, you know, if a man can die 1,400 years ago and 1,400 years later, people, you know, in their millions walk, some barefooted to go and see this man and go res- pay his respects, uh, I shouldn't be surprised or shocked that these sort of things happen when you do something in his name.
2: Definitely.
0: You can go for it, though.
1: <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Just like hearing you talk about it, like gives me goosebumps, and it's crazy how you know you started it so small, and now it's like this huge thing. So, honestly, um, like that's just amazing. Um, and I think one thing that uh, was really interesting that I learned as well that Fathom also mentioned uh, was that it's not just Muslims or even just Shias who volunteer for who is his own. Um, it's a universal message. So if I could ask you, like, what is the single message you are trying to get across with who is Hussein? Uh, what would you say? Any of you can answer.
2: Want to keep going, man? You're doing great.
3: <laughs> no, I've, I've talked too much, uh, Adi, I I definitely defer to you.
2: No, no, take this one, please.
3: <laughs> um, the single message I think is ultimately, you know what? Uh, end of the day, Hussein was someone who stood for everyone um, and stood for the best of morals Um, and I think out there there are so many people who are looking for something they're looking for a figure that they can follow they don't need to become Muslims they don't need to become you know uh, categorized in any way they simply need to just find someone like Hussein uh, and basically follow his footsteps and make the world a better place I think if we can all do that we will be happier uh, and we'll make the world a better place so Mm -hmm regardless of faith, uh, culture, race, gender, uh, and in any of these sort of divides, uh, Imam Hussein is, is definitely, definitely for everybody and everyone can find inspiration in him uh, and make themselves a better person and make society a better place.
0: I have a question for you. Um, so being head of America, I think North and South America, correct? Yes. Um, can you tell us about your experience with volunteers who are outside of Islam, who are not Muslims, but are just joining for this cause?
2: Um, yeah, uh, w- with this cause, uh, as uh, once there was mentioning, it's not just about a particular sector or a particular religion, it's across the board as far as humanity is concerned, because we're servicing humanity regardless of culture, race, religion. And when people see that, they connect to that because for one place, it may be something about racial injustice and people connect with that. Another place, it may be something about um, social justice as far as not having food for people or not having clothing for certain people and people connect and see that you know we're actually getting down to the roots of uh, the communities and helping. So they wanna take part of that because uh, people have a need to um, want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. and. You know, religion doesn't have to be a, a reason to stop somebody. And, for example, here I'm in Colombia and I've been here a short time and I already have volunteers uh, who are not Muslim, who have you know, not even heard about uh, Hussein Ibn Ali. But once they hear his story, they connect with him and then they want to volunteer and, and be a part of this.
0: Mm hmm. And what was the reason for you to join from the beginning? I know you have a background in marketing. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your career background and how that also um, goes hand in hand with what you're doing with Hossein? Hussain? Uh,
2: my background is in marketing and uh, I have a marketing company based out of New York City. And the reason for me joining, uh, this goes back several years prior to me joining I was, uh, listening, uh, I was listening to a lecture, and the sheikh was speaking about how on the day of Ashura, Abn Ali stood there and said, who is there to help me with my mission? Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, Ali Akbar was gone, Ghassan was gone, Abbas is gone, no one is alive. And he said, who was he talking to if no one was there? And he said that we come every year and we say, if we were there, we would do something to help his cause. So he said that he was talking to us, the generations to come. So what are you doing in your life to help the cause of San Ibnelli? And that's when it really clicked for me. And I, and I said to myself, okay, I really, really have to get involved with something, uh, so that I can help carry on that mission because yes, it's good to go to the Majalis and listen and uh, commemorate every year. Mm-hmm. But, what about the actions? Are we really taking action in order to better society the way he would want it to be better, or are we just going as a, you know, just as a customary thing to go every year and uh, commemorate and uh, and that's it? So that's what really clicked for me. Um, and with working in marketing and working in advertising, I thought that you know, it would be great to make it more mainstream. So a couple of years ago, what we were able to do is we were able to get Hussein Abdel-Ali's name and his quotes in New York City uh, in Times Square, which is something that I don't think has been done before. And we ran the campaign. I think once I can tell you which other countries and which other cities we did, we went uh, we ran it across the uh, globe. And that was just astonishing just to be able to see, um, you know, in live and really just like mainstream media, Hussein Abinelli's name being mentioned.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, being able to put it up in New York City and Times Square was a big deal for us.
0: And it wasn't easy, as I recall from our interview for the You Mentor talk show. Um, you told me, I, I, I can't forget how you told me that you walked into that room with white people who are advertisers, um, you know, adver- telling them about. Uh, Imam Hussein and bringing it to them as a humanitarian cause rather than, you know, something that's religious because religious things can't be put up in Times Square. So that is a great achievement. Um, and I think it was truly amazing and inspiring to actually see, you know, the name of Imam Hussein on those billboards. Um, so it didn't just touch, you know, um, several people. I think it touched a lot of people worldwide.
2: Yeah, it, it was a big deal because, uh, as, as you mentioned, normally they don't advertise anything with religion, politics, and a few mm. other things. And I was just trying to figure out how I can get them to, you know, put this up. And I took the same approach that we took and take it when we're speaking to the people, when we're volunteering and doing our events, we try to connect to them at their level. And that's what I was able to do. And I said, listen, this is not about religion. This is more about a uh, humanitarian effort and, uh, You know, these are the types of events that this uh, organization does. Mm -hmm. So we should be able to showcase this so that more people can join to make a better society. And that's how we're able to uh, uh, get them to advertise it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just like also like being in the city, like um, I remember like a bunch of my family members had sent me a message saying, look, this is in Times Square. And I was like, that's Ali from New York. So it's just crazy how each member who joins who is the same can make a huge difference in like the locality that they're in. So such a crazy day, honestly, Um, as Ali said, it was so monumental. Um, And then kind of just wrapping up in these last five or six minutes. what do you guys think is the future for Who is Hussein? Do you have any big projects or goals that you have in mind for the next like five or 10 years? Anything that you haven't done that you really want to do with this organization?
3: Uh, the goal, which I'm probably saying, I'm going to say again, is we need <laughs> we need everyone on this planet to know about this man. That's seven seven billion people we need to work on somehow. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do that, but um, you know if we just keep working away at it, uh, it will happen. Um, but I think there's so many goals uh, you know in terms of especially local. Uh, so you see for example Chicago how amazing they've done with the backpack drive. You see how mm-hmm. London for example, have, London and Birmingham uh, in the UK have got weekly food drives. Uh, in, in Birmingham, it's more than once a week and they're literally they're helping people who are starving and they are depending on who is Hussein uh, to feed them. I think if we I think the, the the mentality that we need to have is we want who is Hussein to become like an, an integral part of every society um, where we have team leaders uh, and we want people to literally be in the position where they require our services of course we, we don't want people to to be homeless or be in need or be vulnerable but that's the reality of the world that we live in and if we can be of service and we can be you know people who come to their aid and give them refuge, um, and we can establish that name of Imam Hussein. Uh, then, inshallah, when the Imam, uh, the awaited Imam, comes back, we have inshallah made his job a little bit easier uh, in being able to introduce the truth, to be able to introduce a better way of life uh, and a solution to society uh, through the establishment of his grandfather's name. Inshallah.
2: Inshallah. Ali. Yeah, one of the things that has been on my mind for the last few years is having who would centers uh, across the world where people can come for anything that they might need. And I want to do that obviously in New York City as well. But right now, uh, being here in Columbia, we have a very great opportunity to be able to do that where we're getting a house and we're going to take the rooms and turn them into different rooms. One, for example, a library, one for a computer room, one for arts. And uh, we're actually having the ability to uh, take in a psychologist for mental health that we're going to be able to help the people with. And we're also going to be able to teach them about life, business, uh, how to get a job, how to start a business uh, and life skills just in general. And that's something that I'm very, very excited about because it's so near and so real now uh, that it's Mm -hmm. actually going to start happening in the next couple of months.
0: That's incredible. Inshallah, this pandemic can, you know, I don't want to say get resolved soon because it's going to take a long time, but Inshallah, we can be able to deal with it um, better and have those centers open so people can actually interact in person um, going forward.
2: Inshallah.
0: Um, Any final words before we completely end our show? Um, Anything you want to leave us with?
3: uh no i think if anyone who is tuning into this um you know please do reach out like we said get involved um i think this is an amazing project to just kind of get people to you know sometimes we think that we know this man as someone who's been brought up as a shia i always thought i knew about this man but Mm -hmm. the love that you get for him the way that you can kind of re kind of uh engage with religion um and just, just, I guess, the the amazing people that you can meet along the way. Um, you know, I'm meeting people like Ali uh, and yourselves um, as sisters who are kind of, you know, interviewing us. I'm sure you've got an amazing background, but we will all come together as, you know, people who love Imam Hussein. So really, the doors are open um, and please, we welcome you to get involved. Um, and if you can support us, support us. But really just pray for us and pray that we can be more and more successful uh, every year.
0: Inshallah.
2: I just wanted to add something. Uh, once yeah. that I mentioned earlier about our bond at the uh, in in uh, Chicago, I think, but I think that was good. But I think we're really uh, picked up uh, quite a bit was when we had that conversation in the car in London for I don't know how long we sat there at night in the car, um, but I think that really uh, did it for for me uh, even more than Chicago.
3: I feel, I feel um, like they can ask you what you spoke about in the car for so long, Ali. So if you can tell them if you want to tell. Them.
2: Go Sorry. for it. <laughs> Again, I didn't hear what you said.
3: I said it feels like they're going to ask us what we spoke about for so long in the car. So you're going to have to tell them if you oh, want to man.
2: tell them. Um, I don't know. That was a long conversation, but it was a great conversation. <laughs> we'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> Inshallah, many great things will come out also- of it. <laughs>
3: Inshallah, Ultimately, it is really all comes down to the blessing of being able to know Imam Hussain. That is the biggest mm-hmm. blessing that we have. Uh, and we should never keep that blessing to ourselves. We have to share that with everybody because that's what it is. It's a, it's a blessing.
0: Thank you both so much um, for giving us, you know, all of your experiences and your inspirations behind being part of this organization um, and for inspiring generations and generations um, inshallah, you can continue to do this work, and um, more and more people will continue to spread the message of Imam Hussein salam. Inshallah, thank you,
2: thank you, you so much for having
3: us. Yeah, it was a real honor to be on here. So, uh, thank you very much for having us.
0: All right, and that wraps up the this episode of Community Voice, where we heard from the people behind who is Hussein. To hear a replay of the show, you can visit the Umentor website under Prior Talk Shows or subscribe to our iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify podcast profiles. Please join us next week for the teen edition of the Mentor Talk Show, Emoji Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.